Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. Take one modern lady mixed with classic sensibilities and a keen eye on what's news. A fellow at the Independent Women's Forum, Kelsey Bowler, exclusively at Kevin McCullough Radio. So glad you're with us on this uh, busy Thursday. And it is important to continue to pay attention to all the what, what some in the public sp- uh, sphere would say are the smaller plates that are spinning. Um I, I don't happen to think some of them are smaller. I think when you're talking about things like education, uh, it, you, you're talking about big, big time issues in terms of importance for parents. And when you're talking about uh, economic issues, you certainly are. And my next story kind of deals with both of those. Kelsey Bowler back with us uh, of the uh, Independent Women's Forum. And uh, Kelsey, a busy mom and getting busier as the day goes by. We appreciate you being with us. You said on Twitter this week, there's no policy you'd rather see in your home state than this. What were you referring to in your post? Yeah, well, Kevin, perhaps this was, uh, there's a little self-motivation here um, because this is a policy where I stand to personally benefit if it becomes reality. So there are a number of states with education savings accounts, which is basically where the government allots a certain uh, amount of money per child um, instead of allotting that money, giving it, defaulting to giving it to um, to school systems, it allows that money to follow the child directly by giving it a portion of it to parents. Um, and so if you um, are in the education policy world, you know that, you know, you can divide the amount of public education funds and figure out how much uh, money each child um, is kind of kind of receives or is worth to the public education system. And what it does is take a portion in the case what's being proposed in Virginia, about one third of that amount and gives it directly to the child's parents uh, to make a decision about how to best use it to further the education of their child, whether that is through homeschooling, uh, private school, private tutors, um, basically, there's an array of options that parents have um, where these funds would qualify to be used as part of an education savings account. And this is an issue that has come up time and again in different states across the country. It really is um, shifting the balance of power from education bureaucrats to parents and children um, it gives them a much better say over their education. It holds public schools accountable that if they are not serving the needs of children, um, the, the children don't have to go there anymore. It gives parents a new option. Unfortunately, Democrats for decades have opposed this policy. You know, this is a party that claims to stand for choice, for individual empowerment, they continue to block these types of policies, but now with a Republican governor, um, it is it is possible to see a policy like this come to a previously blue, now purple state of 
Virginia. There's, uh, I want to be clear, I'm not optimistic that this is going to become reality this year. Um, but this is something that we should be talking about, not just in Virginia, but states across the country. Iowa um, is also looking at um, this policy. There's a new education ESA account. It's actually a reality, a new reality for parents and children in Arizona. So there is momentum behind this policy. I think Virginia is another state where it's happening. So there's momentum. This is happening and we need to see it in more states so that um, parents can be in control and empowered over their kids' education. Well, I love this idea, and I've always been a big uh, backer of school vouchers and school choice. Actually, a very winning idea in uh, communities like the African-American community and Latino community uh, because they are oftentimes stuck in schools that uh, they they don't really care for. Uh, and using taxpayer money for what the taxpayers are being told it's used is being used for uh, is always a common sense uh, approach in my book. The school district and the school boards and the teachers unions all believe that that money shouldn't follow the student; that it's actually their money. And so, where you where you end up seeing this thing get spiked, uh, you know, before the ball gets across the end zone, all the time is. The people in the professional education ranks are the ones that are trying to sabotage these educational options for kids. Right, Kevin. And you have to ask why. Why are these education bureaucrats so threatened by a policy that gives parents empowerment and choice over their children's education, that gives parents an alternative opportunity to decide to have a say in whether their local public school is serving their child? The truth is... There are so many public schools that are not serving children. This is no secret. All of um, all of the recent tests that came out after COVID were just atrocious, Uh, unforgivable. It's unacceptable. And so there should be an immediate solution for parents to turn to. Parents do not have time to wait for these education bureaucrats to figure it out to figure out why they are failing children. Parents need success in their children's education now, and that is why a policy such as education savings accounts is so promising for parents absolutely across the board, across income spectrums, but particularly for those on the lower end of the income spectrum who don't have the money to pull their children out from failing public schools or don't have the time to be devoting to homeschooling their children. They're the ones who need it most, and we need to be a voice for them. No, we absolutely must. And uh, that's why, whether it's education savings accounts, uh, health savings accounts, which I'm also a big believer in, anything that actually returns the money to the stewardship of the taxpayer, uh, I'm always going to be more in favor of. And you know why, Kelsey? Because you, as a concerned mom who's living on her budget month to month, making sure that uh, she's she's being a good uh, steward of what you and your husband are bringing into your household, uh, that's the way we run our lives. And it's only uh, bureaucrats, uh, some of whom are not even elected, that end up thinking they're entitled to portions of what you and I work hard to earn and then would like to apply to our lives to solve the problems that we have in our lives. And every time that we uh, go down this path, 
of uh, saying, well, you know, we'll just let the government uh, give us health care. We're just going to let the government give us education. We always end up losing in the end. I'll give you the last word. Absolutely. There's so many important policies that we discuss every day on this show. But the these education savings accounts, which could be introduced in every state across the country, could be game changing, life changing for every child and our future in this country. It really could bring yeah. so much opportunity, so much change. And I hope to see it in more states in this year to come. Yeah, well said. Kelsey, I always appreciate you fighting the good fight, uh, even even in your growing uh uh, Mama Hood, you're still uh, out there duking it out, and I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Kevin McCullough, when we come back, uh, it's my final thought. Stay with us next. 